Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. The Sock Jig Sneaker Podcast is still thinking about that one Dua Lipa video. Welcome to episode 44 of the Sock Jig Sneaker Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, if it's still up, at Sock Jig, and on Instagram as well. In this episode, I talk with my friend Davon, also known as the God of Frames. He is the co-host of the Loose Laces Sneaker Podcast. We talk about how he has some of my favorite bad or trash takes. We also talk about the whole thing with Ama Manier video submission raffle. We talk about StockX replacing the word authentic with verified. Some talk about Twitter chaos. And then I asked for his takes on sneaker old heads, fashion brands, and Adidas as well. We recorded this on the evening of November 11th, and this is releasing on November 15th. And as you may notice, it's a different format than usual. It's an interview or a conversation. As I mentioned on the last podcast episode, I'm going to work on having more guests on more frequently. These episodes are a little bit easier for me to prepare for and record than the ones where I you know, list my own thoughts and analysis for an hour. For example, that that Kanye emergency podcast I did, I started recording that at like 9.30 p.m. and finished it at 1.30 a.m. So that took about four hours of recording, editing, uploading time for a 30-minute podcast. And that doesn't even count the time it took for me to write an outline in Notes app. You know, I don't have the ability to just press record and have a perfect 30-minute podcast out yet, but I'm working on it. However, I'm not switching formats completely. I will still be doing those types of episodes. Maybe there's another Hater's Guide episode coming very soon. People like them, the stats, and the listening times back it up, so stay tuned. With that said, let's talk to our guest. All right, my guest today, you may know from Twitter or Instagram for his loud fits, but probably more as the designer frames god. He also co-hosts a sneaker podcast with his friend Rashad called Loose Laces. Please welcome Davon. Davon, how's it going? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. I've wanted you on the podcast for a while. We talked a little bit a while ago and I was like, you know, let's let's do something pretty soon. And so I wanted to have you on because I feel like we're we're similar in a lot of ways. We're we're both older, we've both been in the sneaker game for a while, resell a little bit on the side. However, my favorite thing about you is like we were talking about a little bit earlier. I will have kind of the reasoned measured takes and you kind of do the opposite. You will have what I call bad takes or trash takes. <laughs> is that, is that, is that fair? But I want to like, I'm trying to be, is, say that as a compliment that I really appreciate the bad and trash takes that you have. Oh, is no, that, fair? That, that is the highest compliment. My entire <laughs> brand is provocation and telling you that I'm smarter than you and then somehow being right. I don't know how, because I'd just be saying shit, and it's like, oh, I was right. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. Well, I know that came up with the the Zeta Kicks thing, because uh, I know you work sort of in, not I don't know, not PayPal's not the right word, but let's just say banking or finance or something along that industry, or know a little bit about that kind of stuff. And you were chiming in a lot of that kind of stuff as well. That was just a dunk on people. But yeah, I... I worked in a bank or credit union to be specific for a number of years, specifically in the card servicing department. So we were like the step before fraud for any sort of concerns. And just watching that fallout in real time just showed me that, A, a lot of people don't understand how to use their cards 
over there, use their banks to the fullest capacity because there was a lot of situations where people could have easily gotten their money back. But then B, people are still stupid because they just fall for the most obvious things. And it's like, how did you not see this falling apart? Yeah. Like none of it made sense. This dude is selling, what is it? Uh, cool gray 11s for a dollar 25 and you and your cook group bought a thousand you really thought they were going to ship people like i said people work themselves into it that oh he's got a plug that you know they all authenticate so let's just ride the wave as long as we can man i had someone actually tell me that they figured out his plug they said that he was getting his shoes from eastern europe putting them in a uh, uh a shipping crate and actually having them shipped over and i'm just like my god the mental gymnastics are amazing. yeah yeah that's what i mean people working themselves is like i believe this so it's true so i'm gonna continue on i, I heard this another story with uh you know these vcc's where you can create multiple credit cards and there's one where they disabled the whole the security 3d measure kind of stuff and people wanted that because it works so great on easy supply and so in one of these cook groups on discords or whatever, there was profiles of people who, and they would do slots and everything. But then someone went in and stole all those profiles and then shipped all these shoes. And that company is saying, well, there's no security here, but it's like people signed up for this. Cause that's what you wanted. You wanted the no securities so you can check out whatever you wanted on easy supply. And now you're screwed for thousands and thousands of dollars of easies. And it, it, it keeps happening. And I don't understand it because I dabble in the cook groups. I'm actually a Discord, I mean, uh, Discord mod specifically for safety to teach these idiots how to protect themselves. And they have an adult in the room? Unfortunately. And they don't listen. Like, uh, there was one time when everyone got scammed for the Japan ones. They bought wallpapers when I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. You've never heard of this website. Just yeah. like... With a lot of these VCCs, these little pop-ups, somehow some claim to be FDIC insured, but I'm like, I'm not giving some like some 23-year-old my social security number and then not reading all the terms and conditions. So it's just amazing watching the meltdowns. And it's like, this was a bear trap with neon signs saying, hey, I'm going to hurt you. And they run into it for a chance to get <laughs> 35 cent in profit off of 350s. Yeah. It blows my mind, but I love watching a fallout. I just sit there and I antagonize them. I've antagonized every person that I can when I see that stupid stuff happen. Honestly, when you're in your 20s, you're supposed to go through these kind of mistakes and you're supposed to lose money and be an idiot. You know, I remember when I was 20 and I'm like, I fucking know everything. Then when you're 25 <laughs> and you look back and you're like, I didn't know anything when I was 20. And now, like when you're like 30, you're like, it's usually probably 27, 28 where you actually kind of realize what you're doing and then you're like i didn't know anything back then so i see this all the time on twitter and i see it on discord too where people are kind of going through it and i'm just like yeah yeah you're supposed to go through it you're supposed to do this stupid shit yeah i mean everyone takes an L. so far my l my online l's have been minimal because i watched other people fail but the levels that they take like i remember someone almost scammed me for an ipod I've watched people take $10,000 plus hours and she's like, what are you doing? Who are your parents? <laughs> to take a $10,000 L and be okay. And I'm just like, I commend you. Couldn't be me though. Yeah. I don't know, you, you wouldn't see me if I was 20 and I did that. You wouldn't see me online for a year plus until I worked that off or whatever. You'd have seen me on the news because I was flying out to get that person. <laughs> 
Okay, so I want to talk about some of the recent news, maybe the StockX thing. Well, the first one was uh, this Ama Manier 4. And um, so the raffle just seemed to uh, wrapped up today after just right after we're recording here. Mm-hmm. And I know you did a video and you won a pair. And so I wanted to ask you about your video, the process, and what you what what your thoughts were when you were when you saw the raffle and did the video. Rage. First thought, <laughs> rage. pure rage. I've had a bit of a bone to pick with James because he lied for Marcus Jordan saying, Oh man, he's coming back with something hot. The redemption tour. Yeah. The redemption tour. So I'm just sitting up there like, all right. This is how James makes it better because that sheriff drop was trash. I'm going to get this in store. Me and Rashad going to hop in a whip. We're going to drive down to D.C., get our pairs and be happy. And then I see, oh, oh, no, he's he's being political again. And I don't want to make a video. The last thing I want to do in a horribly political world is make a political video. But I get mad. I call Rashad. I'm yelling at Rashad. And he's just like, oh, shut up. Just do the video. You want yeah. to shoot, you want to do the video. He he was the voice of reason once again. Always. Always. And he's just like, just do the video. Whatever, whatever. So I'm used to being in front of a camera. I'm used to being on a mic. I go grab lunch with my son. I'm writing a script. <sighs> Spend 10 minutes on a strip. Play a bit of Minecraft. Then I just, just like, you know what? Hold on, buddy. Go in the room. Set up the little tripod. Turn on the light. And I just waxed poetic for a minute, 40 seconds. Didn't edit it. Didn't even clean up the stumbles. Just did it. Posted it. And forgot I entered. Because I was I was calm. Like, it, it, it was funny that I went from being completely upset to like, no, this is completely on brand for him. It makes total sense. And I actually care about teachers and schools failing the kids. Yeah, when I saw your video, you weren't faking it. I I could tell that like if you it's obvious to see when someone's faking it and that some of oh, these video yeah. submissions, unfortunately, it's just some kid trying to fake it. It was obviously you believed in what you were talking about. I mean, that's what made it easy. And that's what makes the contest so much funnier how it worked out. It's like there are a range, an entire galaxy of things that you could talk about. And I just picked one that hit close to home. It was very easy to write the script. I'm concerned about my son's future. So I just busted out and I guess they noticed. And an hour after I posted, I just get a DM from AMM and they're like, hey, can we use your video? Tell us your size. Oh, it's lit. This is amazing. <laughs> and after I post my DM and I, I show my friends, I'm sorry, I have to do this. Shout out Dunk Boys. That's my little group. I show them and then they're like, oh, no, we got to get on the video. We got to do this. We got to do this. And then the Discord group started getting DMs, and now everybody's like, post videos, put your face in it, talk for a minute. Like, everyone thinks they figured out the sauce to it. I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I once I came down, I realized it works. And it's a very interesting way that doesn't really benefit speed, per se. Because, you know, when they do the install appointments, if you're not on it at that very second, those appointments are gone. Right. So this was... This was fair. Everyone who would enter has a phone. You have a voice. I mean, yeah, it sucks that you don't want to show your face on the internet, but if you don't want to show your face on the internet, the contest isn't for you. AMU, AMM usually has or, great drops. Or if you don't believe in anything, right? Then it's not for you either. And so that was my thoughts. I know you were talking about mixing politics and sneakers, and that is the criticism that people shouldn't be mixing politics and sneakers. 
but he's saying i'm going to use whatever platform i have so you know he does these free game webinars and things like that and people go and that's where he'll talk about you know issues that are important to him but he's like this jordan 4 is my biggest platform so let me use this in a way so the criticism is is kind of almost like he's saying, yes, I'm aware of the criticism, but I'm going to do it anyways because we have this Jordan 4 and I can reach more people. Yeah. And I mean, it, it fits with his brand because yeah. I feel like a lot of people forgot the day that the Jordan 3s were supposed to have their release was the George Floyd verdict. And even though it was a guilty verdict, he was like, we're still going to pause this. We don't want this to overshadow what has happened today. Yeah, And that's when... That's when I stopped being an ass and I was like, no, this is his platform. Yes, it's sneakers. I hate mixing politics with things, but he's always been doing it. Yeah. So you you can't criticize him. It's like, this is this is him. That's like criticizing me for my trash takes. Don't you know what you're gonna get when you see yeah. me? So and I started on Twitter, I started cracking jokes because that's that's what I do. And then I was like, Oh, I and I'm not a cynical person at all. So I'm like, I don't want people to think that I didn't like the idea i thought the idea was good and i totally understand the criticism of why you wouldn't one it was confusing and how they wrote it and yeah they're the two method with three bullet with number three numbers below it but uh that's that's a copywriting thing if i were to enter i'm canadian so i did not enter and honestly i don't enter these kind of things i don't enter those atmos collectors club things either because i don't want I don't want to win and then someone's saying, oh, you only got it because you got 10,000 followers or whatever. And it's just like, I don't want this dunk that bad for people to be upset with me about some random dunk or whatever. But that's what I love about sneaker Twitter. It is full of bitter, bitter, stupid people <laughs> like me. And I love that they're angry. Yeah, I, I love the chaos of this, that it forced people to be sincere. Like if you are sincere and you care about something come out and it was i thought they would have a lot more pairs and be a lot more guaranteed wins than it is but people were like i'm not even doing that i like if it was almost a guaranteed win to be sincere have a video show your face people were like ah fuck that i'm too i'm too cynical to even do that i don't care about anything that much i mean this is another reason why i love being a dickhead in this sneak community there are so many people that are self-defeatists Every drop I see, oh, bots are going to cook. Oh, it's going to be impossible. Oh, they don't take PayPal and, you know, their card always fails. Bro, look at the history. AMM is consistently great. They did what Union refuses to do. If you enter that raffles, specifically the in-store raffles, you do very well. Just like with Atmos. Even though I hate Atmos with a passion. People win their Atmos Collectors Club. Yeah, all the time. They have a beautiful community that I refuse to be a part of. Yeah. So this whole cynical loser feeling, I thought it was amazing. It made me so happy to see people saying, I'm not entering. It's fake. He's doing this for the attention. Bro, he's a political guy. What what did you think was going to happen? So right before we started recording this, uh, like they basically a couple hours ago, they announced, okay, the raffle's over. Congratulations if you won. And then I looked in the replies and I was just like, person after person, exactly that. The the angry, cynical person, the people who made a video and still lost. And it's like, my my thought was, it's like proving that you weren't worthy of winning from your shitty response to not winning, right? It's yeah. like if I was 
if I was an employer and I tried to fire someone for always being uh, like flying off the handle of being an angry person, and then that person flies off the ha- handle and gets all angry at me for firing him. And I'm like, see, that's exactly why I was firing you. And so that's what I saw in the reply is that this is exactly why you lost, because if your response was not, ah, oh, that was awesome. Shitty, I didn't win, but that's all right. Thank you for doing this. Then you weren't worthy of winning anyways. Well, I'm a sore loser and a sore winner, so I can't, I can't judge them. <laughs> yeah, I can't, you you would be in there just as angry and upset? No, not publicly, because <laughs> as much as I win, I can't complain. People, Every time I complain about winning, people get on me, and I was like, I, I deserve that. Yeah. But the level of rage that came out instantly, because I'm actually banned from that Discord because I called them out for some bullshit, but I snuck them with an alt. And I'm just watching it. Before the contest ended, everybody was in there tagging the team. Hey, look at my video. Hey, look at my video. Hey, look at my video. Hey, I really appreciate what you guys are doing for the community. As a insert race, I really stand behind this. These are the political issues that matter to me. I'm a 10 and a half. And as soon as they said, hey, if you ain't get a DM by now, you didn't win. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck James. Fuck Jordan. You never cared about black people to begin with. Yeah. But have you watched these videos? Like I I saw people follow me and I watched theirs. I liked them. I tagged them. So, and those are all like normal people. So I saw a lot of normal videos and then I went and searched like the actual hashtag and there was like, I don't know. It was just obvious. They were, they were holding the sneaker up. They were like obviously trying to just get it just for the sneaker. Their like avatar is like a picture of a sneaker and it's like it says created September 2022, right? So it's like they obviously just made a new account. Oh, it was beautiful. Like my friends couldn't understand why I was searching the hashtag, but I'm just like, I'm looking for the bottom of the barrel. Like there's a guy sitting in a classroom. He's sitting up there with like his arms crossed, sitting next to a kid. This kid is clearly shook does not want to be in a video and he has his book over his face talking i'm like you look creepy a guy runs up on his daughter sitting on her bed and she's like i want to talk about bro i look at your page there are pictures of you and your wife everywhere you can talk to a camera or the best is a guy he he took his amm ones and he put them up to his face like with a phone <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the one i saw <laughs> yeah, it's like okay please tell me he's about to do something funny yeah i want to talk about stop asian hate you're talking about hate crimes into a sneaker phone? <laughs> and I'm sorry, no, this is the best one. The two do not mix. This guy was the first salty response I saw in the the ending announcement. And he was like, my voice has a, like, my voice holds power. Psych. Then he tweets <laughs> them again. You know, as a POC, you don't understand. I mean, you took advantage of us. You used those, us for branding. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. He doesn't realize James is black. I have to see his video. His video is him in a car. With his, his glasses are filthy, just filled with smog. And he's sitting up here. This video is for the Almar Marnie Jordan 4 colors, deep purple and gray. They come together beautifully. And the quilted stitching that they're known for, I love it. I want to talk to you about weed. And I'm just like, bro. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, yeah. I and did, then that person's gonna be upset in the replies that they didn't win because they took the time to make a video. Yeah, and he said it took ten times, ten. Cur- 
bro, your your profile picture is your face. You're not a hidden person. You're not in witness protection. Your face is already out there. Just make a video. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we agree on this. What I really liked about it was just the chaos it created. I think you're a fan of, of chaos just as much as I am. Is that I'm right? I'm hoping that the online release is is just horrible for them. For all the people who aren't prepared to just get slaughtered so I can watch the replies again. They've they've done it pretty decently for the most part. I think on some of the dunks, there were some issues. I don't know if bots were working a little bit better uh, on those ones. But for the most part, the, their releases have been pretty smooth. I know. AMM is always perfect. But a lot of people don't learn. They're not prepared. So when the link goes live, they're off somewhere doing something. And then they join the queue three minutes later. And they're like, oh, I couldn't hit. I can never hit any of these Shopify releases. I was there at 12.32 and not 12.30 like they said. So I, I just sit there and I laugh and I always post my little uh, confirmation screen with LOL so people know it's like, just try harder. I've yeah. been doing this 20 years deep. No bot. It's easy. Yeah, that's like the Trophy Room release. It basically went out exactly how I thought it would in that either the stock is really high and there would be no bot protection. I know you were calling for the domain switch and stuff. Basically, if you do not have Shopify Plus, you can't do the domain switch stuff because then you have to buy, you have to have open a, a totally new account. If mm-hmm. you have Shopify Plus, you can have multiple domains under one account. So no one's going to create a whole new account with a whole new building, everything, set up a new site somewhere when you don't have that Plus version. So I oh, knew... Yeah. Tra- I knew that the trophy room was Marcus wasn't going to pay for it. I was like, eh, maybe they maybe they will as like kind of a sorry about the last one. But meh. have you seen the bottom of his page? It has like blank filler items. The trophy room site is a joke. So I was just like, yeah, it's going to be maximum chaos. But I hit on the restock. Still not grateful. I honestly, I don't even have monitor notifications on. So. I saw the restock thing. I was out and about walking and I saw, oh, restock. And it was like three minutes ago. I was like, ah, too late for that. So yeah. I don't know uh, totally I'm fine. If I, if I wanted the shoe, I would have chased it and turned the notifications on and all that kind of stuff. It's trash. Yeah. <laughs> Another one, I don't know if you want to talk about the StockX thing with this whole changing the language. Sneaker Freaker said, I started this frenzy. They said Sock Jig started a frenzy. And then, I mean, you tend to, you tend to get the ball rolling on shit. Like, there's enough Twitter accounts that follow me that I can make something pop, right? But I, like I was saying earlier, uh, I was talking to the guy who I credited. I was like, hey, I saw your thing. I was like, I saw your thing. I posted. I thought it was newsworthy. And I, I can control what I can control. I credited you. I wrote what's happening. I put the screenshots in. And then I said what I think is happening because of the ongoing lawsuit. How people take it, I can't control, right? So if people are like, well, do you allow fakes now? Like, I never, I'm not going to say anything like that. I just assumed it was just changing the verbiage and everything else the same. And it's basically what it is. You're big enough to know that people don't like the truth. Everyone likes a spectacle. So as soon as they took 100 authentic, 100% authentic off, oh, oh my God, they're playing in our faces. They're, these are (laughs) fakes. Yeah. But like, I, I could totally word what I said in an engagement farming way. StockX selling fakes? Look at this, right? And it would have gotten way more likes, way more retweets. But I don't care. I don't want that, right? I'd rather be authentic to who I am and what I think. And 
like I said, use logic and reason about this kind of stuff than do fake uh, engagement farming kind of stuff about it. Oh, no, I understand that. But the internet is where logic and reason goes to die. <laughs> People don't want to read that. They, yeah. I mean, it's like a game of telephone. Hey, StockX is changing the language because of legal reasons. StockX hates me and sold me fakes. And it says it right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's hilarious because people, all the blogs, they circle the wagons, they see something, and they choose to put it in the most disingenuous way to make it so that people get upset. And the average sneaker Twitter person isn't that smart. So, of course, they're going to take it to the next level. So, you brought it from Twitter, which, I mean, you brought it to Twitter because IG is slow for the most part. You told the truth. And then they let it have legs. They they created the monster themselves. Yeah. It's, but, you know, I got to blame StockX. They should have came out ahead of that and just been like, hey, we're updating the language because we're changing it from this to StockX Verified. It means the same thing, but, you know, StockX Verified, TM, don't steal. You know, they, they were trying to be smart. If you look on their FAQ and every single FAQ has like this last updated mm-hmm. uh, date on it. And on the ones, it, it was like last updated October 19th. Meanwhile, it says we verify instead of we authenticate. So they obviously updated it very recently, but didn't update the date. So that told me that if they wanted to be out in front of it, they could have, but they didn't. They didn't. They don't like to be. I don't understand what's up with a lot of these companies. And it's not just sneakers, but just companies in general, not getting ahead of a story and letting other people speculate because they're not going to see your correction or accept your correction. They're going to take the story that they have. Like, I know it, it has nothing to do with this, but the whole Union Jordan 2 fiasco. Like, why the hell did you let Soul Savvy explain the situation? You have a Twitter. Just sit up here and say, hey, we <laughs> fucked up. We're going to get it right. I don't need some fake-ass cook group to sit up in White Knight for a sneaker store. <laughs> uh, you know my thoughts about that place. But... Yeah, whatever they talked to the source there, I don't know who it was, right? But they don't want to get in front of it because it's like, then there'll be replies and then you got to respond to people. It's a lot of them, look at Jound. Whenever they fuck up a release, they say nothing. Because they know if I went out there and actually said, sorry about this release, sorry we got the question wrong or whatever, (laughs) then people would be like, fuck you, Jound. But instead they say nothing and be like, we're not canceling anything. Fuck you. We fucked up. We're shipping. But you know what? Jown's whole thing is just like we're quiet. If they, the only way, I, the only way I want them to respond to a controversy is with some sort of moody picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, spelled out in eucalyptus leaves or something like that. Yeah. That's what, that's that's all they need to do. They're so quiet. I accept it. I don't know if you have any thoughts about this whole Twitter chaos. I've been enjoying this whole Elon Musk Twitter chaos. And if sneaker Twitter is gonna go, I don't know. Are we, are we gonna be posting shit in IG stories now? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I. you know what? I can see it happening. I love what's happening with Twitter in general because it caught me off guard. Like, as soon as I went on when Twitter Blue went live, I saw you and a friend of mine got verified. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I guess he, like, they're finally noticing him. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, it's, it's this. I've loved every second of it because everything that Elon does, it immediately falls apart. You have fake Nintendos over here. You have fake legal groups over here. Yeah. And everyone is just causing chaos and pissing off bigger companies. And every report is like, uh, major companies are leaving because they don't want to pay $8. Major companies are afraid of impersonation. 
major companies are high, of tired of being impersonated and doing hate crimes. And it's just like, I love it. Yeah. And I, I want Twitter Blue to stick around long enough for wannabes to come in. And I'm waiting for the first Twitter Blue sneaker scam to happen. Someone's going to come in with an inflated follow account and a fake verification and take these people for their money. People are already sending like, oh, there's someone about insulin and some pharmaceutical company and how it hurt the stock price. So it's like you, you could, you totally could weaponize that and that kind of stuff. So create a fake account for your competitor, say we're this, right, and then watch what happens. Watch the chaos. I mean, if I was if I was 18 again, I'd probably have about 13 accounts, multiple iPhones, <laughs> and IP addresses. Hey, I'm Barack Obama. First person to follow me and send me Bitcoin. I I was just thinking about it. I was like, honestly, I was paying for the editing tweets. It was like $3. I was like, whatever, Mm -hmm. I'll pay for that because I can undo a tweet or edit it. And then I was like, okay, I I can't wait for this Twitter blue thing because I'm going to do it for the jokes. And if you saw, I was riffing jokes the whole day because to me, that's what the best place about Twitter is, is about jokes. Like I'm not going to do something off off the top of my head on a TikTok with a fucking dance and shit. So no. I'm going <laughs> to send a tweet about it. Same with Instagram. I'm not, not going to send a story on like my 10th story for the day about it. So th- Twitter is just perfect for that. It's perfect for live reactions for sneaker stuff, like sneaker releases as well, too. It, it, is, it is the live feed of chaos that I need. As soon as a <laughs> yeah. drop happens and I hit or I don't hit, I want to see... Fuck sneakers. Yo, I hate Nike. I'm going to wear Adidas. Just anything or just the constant complaining of fix Yeezy supply. Fucking fix Yeezy supply or the bodies coming together. You need to save Yeezy supply. <laughs> oh, shit. That was hilarious. Save Yeezy supply. Okay, so I wanted to talk about frames a little bit. You okay. buy, uh, I guess, resell frames. How did... How did you get into that like i this is i was talking to you about this uh, a, a while back and like it's like this is such a crazy niche and literally no one knows anything about it except you i'm assuming and the people buying it i guess it is the most amazing esoteric world because i have a big ass head and i've always loved glasses but you know growing up in the 90s early 2000s glasses are small don't work for my big head so i got into glasses in the strangest way I had a Mac Daddy hoodie, the hoodie that Lupe Fiasco had on the I Got Your video. Yeah. Wasted my money. I got the hoodie and I realized how <laughs> horrible it was. So I was sitting in my closet and I was on a sneaker form, a sneaker play. Nobody remembers it. A friend of mine was like, yo, I want that hoodie. I'll treat you a pair of Porsches. And I'm like, Porsche? Porsche made sunglasses? You know what? Anything's better than this hoodie. I get them. <laughs> I'm in college at the time. I'm like 17. And a girl compliments me when like I could pop the lenses out and change them in the middle of class. And after that, I was like, oh, I'm hooked. So I'm just buying glasses every day. And funny enough, this is like 2008, 2009. I like to keep a catalog of everything so I can remember when I had it. So I started a Flickr account and I just post my glasses. I didn't think anybody cared. I didn't even know it went to Google Images. So I started to become famous for my collection because people would Google glasses and they would see mine. And then I got into the Facebook groups and just naturally made friends over the internet. And next thing I know, the glasses that I'm wearing, because everything I wear is vintage. So all this stuff from the 70s, 80s, 90s, in some cases, rappers are starting to wear. 
like at one point Rick Ross was inadvertently paying my rent. <laughs> New album comes out, he got a pair because I was on. Oh, I want those, I want those. Oh, oh, 1500 Charge it. The movie Rock and Roller comes out. The guy has a pair because the guys with the two guns has like he's dancing in the trailer. Australian guy wakes me up in the middle of the night, like I know you have him. I got a thousand dollars right now. No questions. I'll send it as a PayPal gift. Gee. Gift and no questions asked. All right. Yeah, like okay, you know what? But <laughs> where were you sourcing this stuff from? Were you like going to garage sales and estate sales, waiting for like the old man down the street to die, or what? I mean, I I have waited waited for a few people to die, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah, all, yeah. all I'm gonna say is I have a network, a global network, where frames find me. So. Well, yeah, once you're in the thing and they know you, who you are and what you're looking for, yeah, I could totally yeah, see that. I, I mean, I would say it's equivalent to sneakers. Once you get around to knowing people and understanding, it's a beautiful community. That No, I take that back. Sneakers are not helpful like they used to be. I used to have a great community of sneaker people that are around me, and now it's just a bunch of money-grubbing 15-year-olds with daddy's Amex. I guess yeah. you could say that was the same thing with my mother's money. Okay. <laughs> This the sunglasses community is beautiful. You sit there, you talk with each other. Like I've done favors for someone. Like I gave him a pair of glasses for knocked five hundred dollars off. They'll remember me five years later. Like, hey, I found this frame that you said you wanted is in the mail. Like, Do you actually need like prescription sunglasses, or is this like stolen valor? Oh, stolen valor. Twenty twenty vision. Oh, Cancelled right here. <laughs> but the beautiful part about it is. Everyone around me wears prescriptions, but through me having so many glasses, I now I'm cool for opticians. So my family is getting their lenses for cheap. So it's like, you get my sight because you know me. I, I, I'm gonna hook you up. Does it have ebbs and flows like sneakers does? Like where people are looking for this a lot, and then it's down. And now, like you said, like if if Rick Ross is not looking for him now, and other rappers are not looking for him now, or whatever it is. And now it's like leaning back up. Does it have these up and down ebbs and flows and trends? Yeah, you're you are at the mercy of fashion trends. Like early 2010s, I was literally waking up to money in my PayPal. Like I set up my little site and people would just come in and I'm just, oh, you got money? All right, I'll mail it to you. And then one of the major brands that was still around, their name is Kazelle, they decided to reissue their frames tank the market completely right. destroyed the value of a lot of frames then vintage went out and then people started wearing dita and all these other modern brands but there's no money for me to make on that you know i can get these glasses that you can't so i can charge what i want but if you want dita you can go to you can go to any sunglasses store and get that but then vintage starts to come around everybody wants to wear mom jeans everybody wants to wear band tees oh well you know i got the glasses that kurt cobain wore in that video yeah, just give me the money. Don't question that. Yeah. So it it's it can go up and down. The only beauty of it is while some companies can come back, for the most part, no one can. So I don't have to worry about giant restocks. So the value pretty much keeps itself. And as the years go on, these glasses are starting to disappear. People have broken them, lost them, threw them away. So it's getting harder and harder to find the originals. And people will pay top dollar. Like, sorry, I'm going a little diatribe. No, no, it's people interesting. Talk to me. badly about Ray Ban. Yeah, Ray Ban is like a super premium company when it was made in the U.S. That these old white dudes love. 
right. you have the originals with the original lenses, name your price. I need those. Those are the ones that my great grandfather wore in the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just want to use my platform to say, give Ray Ban his respect. <laughs> <laughs> honestly i expect a lot more especially fashion companies to do like how jordan brand does retros to bring mm. back old stuff and take the market as you said i know like even in fashion i know raf simmons brought some nebraska stuff and some of the old kind of stuff that they the first streetwear stuff back but a lot of these places have not done it and i i have a feeling they're gonna realize that it's easy money for them and bring it back to tank the market I mean, it's happening more than you would think. Like when Polo did it with the the stadium collection and they brought back the big P-wing jackets right. and all that other stuff. But it runs into the same issue. People know, well, the collectors know, like, oh man, this is trash compared to those. It's not made in the USA. And- right. But it's harder with clothes because the people who care about it would rather get the original because it's like, it's not right. And we now have the disposable income to be stupid on eBay at 3 a.m. And these kids now don't want any of that stuff. Like, I saw that Fortnite is doing a polo collection. And I'm just like, who is this for? My cousin who's 10. Definitely not those New York lowheads that are collecting it in the 80s and 90s, right? Yeah, like, I, I, I actually stopped. Like, I was a big polo collector for years. But Ralph has, ugh, he's falling off. And now... I don't want to be wearing like a nice stadium piece and some kid is <laughs> Fortnite dancing. <laughs> nah, it, it, it's gross. But they're trying. A lot of those brands are realizing that their best days are behind them. And it's like, all right, how do we get attention? This. Or you do something yeah. stupid and be Balenciaga and just go normcore. You, you, you know my thoughts on this. I have told you that I love Balenciaga. I love Vetmons. And you've said... That shit is the absolute trash, and I hate that stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. It's just a troll brand, and I like it. This is all pre-Yeezy, pre-Kanye being his work wife and all that. If I could punch Denma in the chest, just... You can do so much. Like, he does one good piece, and then he does the Simpsons collection. Uh, It's it's an oversized hoodie made in Peru. $3,000. Really? And it's sold out? It ain't for me. I mean, I, I take some daring maybe, choices, but maybe I just like it for the same reason I talked about. It's the chaos and it's the sense of humor, and that a lot of fashion does not have a sense of humor. But you know, like Prada or Gucci is usually straight up, and Gucci has shown more sense of humor over the years with all their their stuff that they've been doing. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, the Palace collection is incredible. They pissed me off because they messed up my order, but. That was a great... But I'm going to put that on Palace more than I put that on Gucci. I love Balenciaga because I bought Triple S shoes, sneakers, Mm -hmm. from Essence site. And from that one purchase, I became a VIP at Essence. And so, that therefore, it is the best purchase I've ever made. Okay, hold on. We're going to have to talk about this off the show. I bought a number (laughs) of the Sakai Cause collection, and I didn't get VIP or any. I've been trying to get VIP for years, so I need the sauce. <laughs> that just upset me. There, honestly, there is there. It's all secret. They basically run the numbers, and the problem is, if you didn't get in early, it's harder to get in now because there's more and more people wanting in, and there's less and less supply too, especially with like Nikes and stuff like that. So, <sighs> it's 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 harder than ever. And people ask me, how did you get in? And I'm like. I bought some triple S. I bought a hoodie. I bought a wallet. I bought a scarf. Next thing you know, I got an email. 
<laughs> my friend spent like 50k with them and they still haven't invited him i have a friend who bought the full-on you know those kiss um boots rick rick owens the kiss boots with the mm-hmm. clear heels and he's bought the whole fit and basically hasn't gotten i'm like what can i tell you uh essence plays games but they're so fast yeah i still love them they're, they're quick they get things done but let me in i just want to get dunks and stuff <laughs> off of there basically for vip you just get an email now before you could just like dm your rep and you can still like message your uh your rep but you get an email you fill out a form and then um if you get it they already have your credit card on file they'll you'll get the order confirmation so it's kind of more automated now and there's still stuff i'd never get from them the super hype stuff but like even like some random dunk i might not get but like Say 992, Paperboy, New Balance, those ones were only in like five stores. And I guess right. the people on the, who are VIP did not want them. So those are easy to get. And so it's like stuff like that. Or like a Sakai where the stock is high enough where there's enough to spread around, I guess. I, I still want it. I'm a big baby. I cried my way into getting an LV rep without spending any money. So <laughs> I, I, I got to cry harder. <laughs> so i want to talk about your podcast as well too you have a pod, new podcast very recently you guys are in episode in the 20s i think yeah we just um, did 22 yeah so how did you get about to starting a podcast and starting it now i'm assuming it's something you guys have probably talked about you and your friend rashad for probably years and now is the probably the time where you finally started is that accurate is that a good guess right on the head <laughs> he has been trying to get me to podcast with him for a while. And first, I just want to say, love him, Rashad. Thank you. Thank you for getting me to fit my ass <laughs> I have been traveling because it's like, I moved to Canada for a while, came back home, was depressed because of stupid stuff. Then I moved to Miami. Horrible, horrible situation. Moved back, got married, had a kid, did all this other stuff. But, and so like, you live in Baltimore, Maryland area, right? Yep. Yeah. And he was like, look, we got to do it. We got to do it. We got to do it. So he talked about him, like, just put a mic in front of me. So after a few months, you know, we had coming up with the name, coming up how we wanted to move, all this other stuff. And then we just sat down in front of the mic. And it's just like, it was natural. Because yeah. I've, I've had it's your, it's your buddy, right? You know you know what, what you could say and what he'll... Like I, I, I was saying, I think off the air, that I like how you will have a certain take and you will be going down this road and i'd be like what is he doing and then rashad will be the voice of reason and basically say what i'm thinking as i'm listening to it so that's why i uh, like it appreciate it yeah i mean he's i don't want to say he's the straight man i'll say he's the same man <laughs> yeah. it's like he it's like pulls the leash like stop no but yeah it, it works naturally so well because we basically grew up together like he was my college roommate before i dropped out and our whole friendship started because we hated each other. Then I saw he had Aerie Dunks. He saw I had a few SBs. And then we're like, maybe this guy isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. And we, like, I love him because we have totally different styles. He loves Nintendo shirts, minimal style overalls. He appreciates 90s basketball. And I'm just like, fuck all of that. I do not care about Gary Payton. I don't watch the NBA. You know what I like? Air Max, Dunks. Is that a stupid shoe? I want it on my feet. And we can agree to disagree or we will fight for hours about a shoe. Yeah. So 
I just love that there's a contrast because honestly, so then you were like, let, let us record this, right? Yeah, and that's what he said. It's like we'll talk for three hours, and he's like, we should have recorded that. Yeah. That would have been a great episode. But that's why I was just like, I I'm glad that we can come back, like we can come into the game with this because outside of your podcast, everyone else sucks. Everyone sucks. <laughs> there's no Wait, thank you asterisks. Yeah. You know what? Because normally I don't listen to things as calm, but I'm like, I love your take because you're interesting. You make fun of stuff, but then you come with logic. Like, no, legally that can't happen. It sucks, but it can't happen rather yeah. than, oh man, I sure hope Nike listens to this and likes me and seeks me some shoes. Uh, honestly, I was listening, it started more on Twitter where I would listen to podcasts or what people were saying on Twitter. And I... I'm not in the sneaker industry, but I know people in the sneaker industry. So I always knew enough information and I come from like a software development background. So, so I can talk about what's going on, how bots work. If I had the time, I would write a bot, but I don't have the time. So I never did. Right. And another thing being in Canada and like everything ships in the U S it's just wasn't too much time and not worth it to, for me to invest any time into with my free time. I'm like, I'd rather, you know, go out and do fun shit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't waste my life with that. I have a friend who has like similar background, and you could easily do all the stuff. He's like, I'd rather be with my family. This sneakers <laughs> yeah. are fun, but uh and it, it, it then sucks because you say obje- like you say things that make total sense, but these people want to believe what they want, and it's like he told you why it happened. No, 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 no. There's a conspiracy theory that, you know, Marcus Jordan is dying for our sins. He didn't backdoor. Nah, I'm, I'm good. I, <laughs> I can't, I, I don't even follow most sneaker people. Like, people will mention names and I'm just like, who? Yeah. And then the YouTubers are worse. Like, I, I promised Rashad I wasn't going to go on a diatribe, so I won't say names, but I can't listen to anyone who dress worse than me. And most of them dress like construction workers. I'm not listening to <laughs> Jordan uh, Force, the best you ever. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I I love the Jordan Four. I I really have not worn a Jordan Four in probably 10, 12 years because it really does kill my pinky toe. I have the Deadstock white cement breads. I have them all. The ones I really like, the ones I remember from my childhood. But I don't know how people get a, get into it. And I'd probably need like a twelve and a half just so it wouldn't hurt my pinky. But those are impossible to get as well. Now, I just got in the fours maybe like two years ago. Like, I had a very hard stance as a kid because all the cool kids thought the Jordans were it. And I'm like, it's Dunks, Air Maxes, the Air Forces. So I didn't get my first pair of Jordans until I was like 20-something. It was like the true blue threes. Like, I've always loved threes. I've always appreciated ones. My first pair of ones, funny enough, was the fragment ones that I hit somehow. (laughs) I don't know how you did that. I was sitting on the toilet. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just go for it. And it checked out on Nike. And I'm just like, and I sold them for $700. And it's like, <laughs> I'm smart. I remember for the longest time, there was some resale site that had them for like 800 And I'm like, oh, I should buy them. I should buy them. But like, you know how you have, I my max spend is 200 300 and then it becomes like 500 and now it's probably like 1100 for me. But at the time, I'm like, I can't pay the $800 for a sneaker. Maybe I, mean, I should have. You don't see it happening because, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the site Napsize. No, I haven't heard that one. Okay, so they were the Japanese parent of Riff LA. Okay. And they had legendary steals. 
And they had Parastunks. No, they had Tokyo, like Tokyo SBs, the white Tokyo SBs for $600 in my size. And I looked at them like $600 for a pair of shoes. There's 300 of them in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I could have, I could have held those. Even if I wore them, I could have bought a new car with those, but you know, you can't predict the future, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. But my God, one of the things I wanted your take on is about old heads and sneaker heads, and how a lot of them basically just stop at a certain time, and it's like, well, back in Nike talk, it was this, or you couldn't handle it now, and just seem to hate everything what it is currently. <sighs> I, I know we talked about how you hate stuff. But is this one of those ones where you do hate this as well, too? Or are you more like me, where you're like, fuck these old heads. Just embrace the new and keep going. I hate, I fucking hate the old heads. I, like, I'm like i 33, but I still feel like I'm 11. I hate <laughs> when the adult comes in a room and everyone is having fun and it's just like, you kids, back in my day, we used to listen to Tupac. What's a 50 cent? Bro, we're not listening to Tupac right now. It. It's the 2000s, man. We're trying to have fun. I am not going to sit up here and tell these kids not to like what they like. I don't like uh, Adidas Yeezys, but if you like them, they're trash. But if you're happy, I'm happy that you like them. But this whole back in my day on Nike talk, we'd have roasted your your ass. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't you couldn't hang if you got roasted on Nike talk back in the day. And it's just like, come on. It's like. You're a grown man talking to 15-year-olds. Like, yeah, I I do a bit of trolling, but I'm not going to sit up there. In fact, I I try to guide them to the best possible way. Like, look, kid, diversify. If you're doing sneakers, find something else to do because the market has its highs and its lows. Figure something out. I wonder, like, how you're trying to help people grow. I'm trying to help people prepare for the future. I've rode high. I've made thousands almost hundreds of thousands selling shoes and glasses. I didn't save anything. And I sit up here and tell these kids all the time, save, put something away, be prepared. And if you like a shoe, wear it. Don't worry about what your friends are saying or what your dad's going to say. If you like this hyper pink dunk, put that hyper pink dunk on and be happy. But all these old heads and the, the, the entitlement Oh man, I deserve these lost and found ones. I remember in '84 when they <laughs> came out. My uh, bro, I don't care. I wasn't even like I wasn't even a spam cell at this point. You're not getting them. You better go ahead and pay resale, just like everybody else, or miss this release. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't give a shit that much about nostalgia, and it's like I like some of the stuff. Everyone is selective of what they like and how good it was back in the day, and people forget about all the shitty stuff. I listened to a podcast today, and they were talking about a life, the store Ooh. in New York, and you remember, like they were the shit. They were like trendsetter, everything. Who remembers and thinks and talks about a life these days? Barely anyone, right? Yeah, like I'll- it didn't, it didn't survive. So. It's worth remembering and being informed by, but it's like, it's it's like if someone has chosen that as an identity, and it's like all of a sudden I've I've only picked the ones that survived as my identity, and no one's picking like a jogger pants as their identity, right? Because it didn't survive. I mean, but people are losers. It's a lot of losers, and like I'm, I'm always calling people losers, but <laughs> it's funny. My whole gimmick is vintage. I love vintage because I love that style. But nostalgia makes you dumb. 
Like, I always find that people use nostalgia as a weapon. Like, hey, man, do you remember before cell phones getting lost and not knowing where you're going? Oh, it's the best. No, it wasn't. Yeah. If you got lost, I got lost in New York in 98. It was horrifying. I can call my mom. I'm in front of the Statue of Liberty. Come get me. I used to have this book with map in it, and it, it was all like rolled up in the car, right? And that's how you, that was MapQuest back in the day. It was great. No, it wasn't. Like, like you said, A Life disappeared. Or how people sit up here and say, you know, back in the day it was easier. Do you not remember how bad releases were? People had lined up for weeks at a time, ghost cheers, or like around here there was a store called, well, they still exist, but nobody cares about the Major DC. When the Air Yeezy 1 released, they did a silent raffle so that only ball players and drug dealers could get the Yeezys. Yeah. Like, no, I, I like, tell the truth. You did not like standing up for midnight releases so that Nike.com could crash. You missed this thing. And then you go on eBay and beg the seller, like, yo, just put the whole thing as shipping so you don't have to pay the fee and just give me $50 off. Like, we we all remember that. The nightmares of trading with people, trying to steal from you, yeah. mailing a, pay, uh, what is it? What is it? A cashier's check or a money order. That's what it is. Money, money order. order. Some random guy on ISS and praying to God that his refs aren't fake. No. I I love those old times because I was young and I was using my mother's money. But as a grown man, nah, I'm not going to sit up here and lie to these kids. And a lot of them have that past of selling fakes on eBay and stuff like that. A lot of big people who are big in sneakers still back in the day were doing that and Make it some money. That checkered history is in the past in some of them. Yeah, oh, definitely. I believe majority of the people who got on got on because they were doing wild stuff or they have that story of what, how they came. It's like, no, you sold someone some fake OG Jordan 1s and ran off with their money. That's cool. You find every great fortune as a crown. As a crown. That's cool. But don't sit up in whitewashed history. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I hate these old sneakers. I just hate old people, even though I'm becoming one. Like, come on, man. Let the kids have fun. If you they know my, to, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, my favorite thing is with someone, like I'm 44, I'm going to be 45 really soon. And I don't shy away how old I am. If I'm talking in memes and stuff on Twitter or online, it's just how I've always been. I will always act my age appropriately. Like I don't go online and complain about things and things like that too. But... My favorite thing is when someone who is, say, your age, 30, early 30s, is, becomes an old man. I find that shit hilarious. And it's just like they've pressed pause on their liking and they're like, everything sucks now. Back in my day when I watched Power Rangers and Pokemon classic, I'm like, fucking Power Rangers and Pokemon? <laughs> and so I just find it hilarious when that happens. And then at the same time, people make fun of you for being old, but I'm just like, Hey, I tell people all the time, I enjoy being old or older than I was when I was young. I had to listen to my mom. I had to ask for permission for stuff. I had to explain to her what this box is that's coming in that I don't want her to open and look at my bank account. Now as a grown man, my, I just went to New York and I got a pair of bespokes. I paid eight twenty five. dollars Oh, what you want to do? <laughs> Yell at me? <laughs> I love it by myself. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I think it's insane. Like, I've always had a skewed view on age, but I've also done what I wanted. Like, yeah. you're going to cry about being older? 
imagine having to go to school. Like, I love when school comes back. All you see is the kids complaining. Oh, no, I can't go for drops. That's crazy. I'm an adult. I can do what I want. Yeah. Even if I had a job, like, if I was an entrepreneur, I would just call out of work. Hey, I'm sick. <laughs> AMM's dropping today. I might and come honestly, like, we were talking about the Discord kids and stuff, and I see them online. I see some people posting dumb shit, talking about fraud or whatever. And I honestly just treat it as my entertainment that you are 20. You will eventually figure out I was an idiot when I said that. And when I was 20 and I'm not going to go in and start replying, what are you doing? Why are you saying this? This is fucking crazy. I'm just like, like hilarious. Move on with my day. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm a this guy. I want to see how badly this goes. Oh no, no. I'm here. I'll teach you a lesson if you're willing to learn it. But if you're going to take the hard road, oh, yes. Keep going to Twitter space. Talk about it. Yeah, I want to hear how bad that guy <laughs> Oh, Some of these Twitter spaces, they go left field so fast. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I wish I had three hours to sit here and listen to the rest of this. But I got to go. <laughs> no, I love it. I love when it's like after my son goes to sleep, my wife is reading a book. And she'll come up and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm listening to this guy who just lost $100,000 and he's doubling down on stupid. And oh, she'll that, just walk yeah, that there. was the 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 Zeta kicks uh, with the, all those pieces were going on. I was happy when I told that old man to shut up. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> he's never done wrong by me. Yeah. Shout out to the guy who just lost his life savings. Yeah. No, it was just like, you don't get it. He was legit even before StockX. So he's legit. Like I said, they they worked themselves into believing it. Man, I I don't understand this. Like they willing like they give themselves Stockholm syndrome. It's just like this doesn't make sense. He's not getting his shoes from Lithuania. It doesn't make sense that he's contacting you after you buy the shoes to do a buyback program. You pay ten like fifteen to prepare, I'll give you twenty. That says to me, something ain't right. Also, how is it that you sell the shoes six months early and then I get the shoes six months after the release? Like, do y'all not remember Air Randy? Have y'all never heard of the gray market? Because I thought it was fakes for the longest time. If you're 21, you've not heard of Air Randy because you were like six years old when Air Randy was around, right? Yeah, I mean, I I felt like a boomer. I felt like the old man yelling at the sky when I'm like, He's Air Randy Part 2. Yeah. If you don't know who that is, please... You can't even find Air Randy when you Google him anymore. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. I, I, I need to do a documentary on Air Randy. <laughs> we need a camera Hall of Fame, as I was saying, with the Absalom Dowling as being the, the gold medalist on that one. <laughs> you know what? That's That might be an idea. <laughs> I, I wanted to do a Twitter space where... Uh, there's a set time limit, and anytime there's a bad take or someone goes too long, like five minutes is removed. And I was like, that that Twitter space would be over in ten minutes. <laughs> that would get taken up immediately. What are your feelings on AMM Force? He's a hack. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you should do it. You should do it just to show people how dumb they are. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I don't have the time to do this. It's, it's, I'm on West Coast time, so when I have it, it'd be probably like midnight when I do have the time, midnight on the East Coast, but I don't know. Maybe one day I will do it. Everything's on the table. (laughs) I mean, I'm always up, so yeah, I'm there for it. Okay, so last one. I wanted your takes on Adidas, because I've known, I've heard you go off on Adidas, on Sean Weatherspoon, on Kerwin Frost, but at the same time, you will then say, 
this Adidas Riot NMD is the greatest shoe of the year. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I love with hate. <laughs> Wait, people don't understand. I actually love Adidas. I think Adidas has some incredible models. They have the best, you know, sneaker brand clothes. They have this honestly long- for clothing. I love Adidas clothing over Nike clothing because the, the Nike one shrinks after one wash and it sucks. Whereas the Adidas one lasts for a long time. Yeah, the colors are horrible. The fit is trash. At least with Adidas, I I know it's consistent. I can get a two X because that that's that European cut. I'm happy, but Adidas. Adidas is like a drunk dad that has his heart in the right spot. It's like he can show up and he shows up for your birthday party like, thanks, dad. And then he farts on you. Or just, it's like every time they have something great. Like, I I remember when they had their foot on Nike's neck with the Jeremy Scott collection. At least that's how I remember it. I remember everybody at my school had the Jeremy Scotts. They had the teddy bears. They had the wings. They had this. The consortium pack that nobody talks about. People were paying $800 for a superstar. And it's just like, this was actually cool. And then somewhere down the line, Adidas just started drinking. It's just like, you know what? We have some great shoes. Let's make a green pair with sludge. We're going to make Lego superstars where you can't put Legos on them, but it looks like you can. Um, The confirmed app never picks you. Never picks anybody. We won't put it on the site. Uh, we're going to do Yeezy Day. People are going to love it. We're going to do half on Adidas through the queue, half on uh, Shopify Yeezy Supply. Waste your entire day, and all you can get is some, like, what is it, creams or something? And those were only really for us and the Discord kids, like the people who know how releases work. Any normal person was not going to spend all day in the queue on those sites. No, it's just like they penalize you for being a fan. Like, I actually like the Kid Cuddy shoes that they had made. Right. And I bought like, those I, as well. Yeah, I'm like, I, I kind of want a pair. I go to sleep. I'm like, tomorrow, 10 a.m., I might go for a pair. I'll see how I feel. Wake up. Oh, they dropped at 3 a.m. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Even with the riots. I love the riots because I don't like boots. I shouldn't like this shoe, but it's so big and stupid that it's amazing. And then it's just like, okay, we're going to release some confirmed. But we also released on BBC Ice Cream. Why didn't you tell me? Oh, we also released on Human Meat. He sells face cream on there. When did he start selling shoes? <laughs> and the pink pair actually released on Essence. But Essence only had full sizes. No information on how the sizing fit. And they were charging $350 instead of the retail of $250. Yeah. And I'm just like, How? How did you could probably message them later to fix it or match the price up somewhere else. If oh, no, you see a price uh, mistake, yeah. The day after I gave in and purchased it, they corrected the 250 and I had a coupon. So yeah. I got them for like 180. So I'm not mad at that, but it's just like I don't understand how you keep fucking up. And before like I used to be very critical of Adidas on my Twitter before it got nuked. I've said for years that Kanye is a walking Hiroshima. And you partnered with him after he had a manic episode with Nike. Okay, you know, he he's, he has a history of wilding out. But you went with the sloppy seconds. I don't know if I would do that. And then he keeps fucking up and keeps fucking up. And then you break up in the most unceremonious way after he docks your entire board 
then roast some random black guy. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. And it was the anti-Semitism that, that finally did it. And, um, you know, the, the criticism is, well, we don't care about the anti-black stuff. And they were probably like, he's black. He can talk about his community, but then you can't talk about the Jewish people like that. I, I don't understand the logic with this. Like, I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to get into that. I just think it's stupid that people think that a company is going to stand up for rights when every June companies have never said, I'm sorry, June and February companies just suddenly come out. Yo, we love gays. We love blacks. Here, (laughs) here's the ugliest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. You really thought they were going to sit up here and be like, hey, Kanye, cool it with the black slander. No. Yeah. I don't know what they like. They have the formula of what has worked for them in the past, and it's like, like you said, the consortium stuff, the stuff. Remember when the, all those uh, Soulbox consortium Ultra Boost, and like month after month they were doing all this. It's like you could recreate programs like that, but it's just like they don't want to, or they they're not capable of of following the formula because now the formula is crank them out and. Let them buy them 50% off and we'll still make money of whatever's left. Yeah, I mean, they go out of their way to just completely destroy a model. Like, I thought the night joggers would have legs. Those could have been incredible. And then it's just like, here's 30,000 colors. And then they try to lean into their partners. Like, I don't understand how Nigel and Pharrell shoes tank immediately. Or even the Adidas Gucci collection did horribly because I don't know if the Germans are drunk. I don't know if it was Gucci, but I'm going to put it on Adidas in this case. You barely marketed it. I think it was Gucci making it, but yeah, they did not market it at all. Yeah, Gucci did make it, and I cried hard enough and I got a Gucci rap. And I was able to get the the, uh, GG Gazelles. Yeah, They had them. They had a full size run. But Adidas didn't have any, and they didn't announce that they didn't have any until after they had released. And they're like, hey, bro, if you order them, we'll get them in two months. What? What? Why didn't you say anything? You did no lead up. You did a half-assed video. And then you, you know, people always sit up here and say like, oh, people are starting to say Adidas is starting to get in the high end. No, Adidas has always been high end, but they treated it accordingly. When they were working with Raph Simmons, it was for the Raph Simmons uh, what is it? Fans. They same with the the Y three stuff. They've always done that. Yeah, and I'm like, they know they they leave it to that. But the Adidas Prada stuff, I'm like, you're you need to leave that to to Prada. The average Adidas fan is not paying eight fifty for a nylon pair of shoes. Yeah, I get why it is because I'm a psychopath that loves high fashion. But my like my friend's mom is not going to think that's cool. Just like, why would I buy nylon shoes? They're going to rip. Right. And I don't know, it's just like they could they could ate Nike. Nike did it right. They did the Dior collection. Nike never really officially noticed that because they know that's that's not our market. We can't justify a two thousand dollar shoe. We'll charge you five fifty for something, but two thousand is too much. The Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton collection, they let Louis Vuitton completely botch that release. That was their <laughs> their mess up. And I, I think it was a fake release. I don't think they released anything and it was just like Oh, people at least think we did. No, so <laughs> funny enough, one of my friends is like a VIP with them. And he told me they realized that they fucked up on the release. So the few bots that did order, they canceled every order globally. Because yeah. I managed to hit in Japan, cancel my order. 
and then they just gave him the VIPs. And it's like, yeah, it's, that's what people assumed that was going to happen in the first place. Like you should have just gave him the VIPs. You're talking about a what was it, equitable release? I, I I know a VIP, and early on I asked him, "Are you getting these?" He was like, "No, you got to have." Hundred thousand plus, really high spend or whatever it was. People are assuming you have to spend a million in there. I was like, you're not. Gonna, you don't have to spend a million on there. No, but that, he was like, I'm out of the running. So I was like, oh, okay. And then after the botch release, I saw he had a pair. I'm like, what happened? And he goes, my rep hit me up. <laughs> and so basically backing up what what you said, that's probably exactly what happened. Yeah, because the actual number was 100k, like your friend said. My idiot friend has, I think, 500k. And he got almost every color except for the friends and family uh, solid color ones. And then right. he still ended up with a pair because he knew somebody. So it's like, I don't understand why these companies don't learn from other releases. They need to scrap confirmed how they need to scrap sneakers because with these these botched EAs. like Right now, they need to rebuild the whole hype program. They, they What do they got? The cupboards are bare right now. They got Emily Oberg now for <laughs> sporty and rich sambas and not much else. Yeah, and it's just like Jari Lorenzo is just in a cave somewhere or hiking with, a, what is his name? Salomon Berry? I don't know how to say his name. Slicky Benberry? Yeah, Benberry. Yeah. They're out hiking together, laughing at people, and it's just like, just stop doing hype stuff. Get back to basics. Fire Kerwin Frost, fire the guy who suggested Kerwin Frost, beat up Sean Walderspoon. Just get him out of here. Cause like that Hot Wheels drop, just Hot Wheels? <laughs> I was saying that like he's just looking around, sees a Hot Wheels track and says there's a clap. We got no story to tell. And what I don't understand is how do these guys get like a five sneaker deal? Like you're a YouTube guy. Both of them are basically YouTube guys. And, and they're like, this guy, we're going to, this guy's a future. Meanwhile, Jerry Lorenzo is someone who actually is influential with people. And he's got zero sneakers for the last two years with them. I think Adidas is just trying to recapture that, that Jeremy Scott hit that they had. Cause it's like, you couldn't rely on that forever, but they haven't found that person. And it's like the good collections they have are safer like the Wales Brauner, I know I butchered her name. That collection is amazing. Yeah. I thought that was incredible. Give her more. You know, let her keep going. But the superstar super stuffed, who is this for? I like I like weird stuff. So I was fine with that. It's it comes out once in a while, but then if Kerwin has like six weird things in a row and they all like you're asking who's this for? then it doesn't make any sense. If yeah. you do a one-off and it's like for a gallery and you only made a couple hundred of them and or whatever, th- then it makes sense. But otherwise... Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just thinking, but otherwise it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, they did do something like that. There was this German rapper or singer. He With the did super this... long ones? Yeah. yeah, those were hilarious. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Make it super limited. It's a contest. That's a great way to get people talking about you. Like the super stuff, Adidas. I thought it was hilarious, and then it's just like it's two fifty. This is his lead shoe. Oh no, no, that's supposed to be like a joke, like a oh man, we we double stuffed the pairs with two fifty <laughs> into and confirmed. I would have loved that if I would have won a pair. I would have been happy about that. But 
I, I honestly just thought it was hilarious that you're ripping into them. You love ripping into them, but then you're like, oh, this NMD riot, that this is just for me. This is the perfect shit. And then I was thinking, oh, th- that shoe gives you two inches of height. That's why you like that shoe. I look like an adult. I, <laughs> I hit 5'10 when I weigh those. I feel like a big man. I, that shoe speaks to me. Like they're at the top of my, like, my sneaker wall. Just mm, mm. I, when I saw that shoe, I'm like, "This is what the the Lego man and everything is awesome." This is what the shoe that those <laughs> people are wearing. I love that shoe. I will die on this hill. That is in the contender for like top five of the year. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I will put them on and fight you. I, this is why I say I love your trash takes. So <laughs> I, I think that's a good spot to end. Davon, thank you for coming. Thank you. Oh, pause. Sorry. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a good time. Let people know where they could find you. All right. Well, firstly, I want to say thank you for having me. If you want to see horrible takes, you can follow me on Twitter at God, G-A-W-D, of frames. Yes, three Fs back to back. That's going to be confusing. And my Twitter, I mean, on my IG is frame underscore God, G-A-W-D. I don't post nearly as much insane things, but if you want to buy glasses, shoes, you know, all that stuff. Hey, Rick Ross is buying the glasses, so yeah, buy some like glasses it. off him. Yeah, so come get some glasses, come get some shoes. And if you really want to hear some horrible stuff, listen to our podcast, Loose Laces Podcast. We're on Google Play if you're one of those weirdos. We're on Spotify, Apple, anything that can podcast, we're on there. Listen to us after... After Sock says smart things, and then you can hear me cuss and fuss about any and everything. You know how I always end my sneak podcast? Of course. So please, everyone, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. 